Yeah. But you know what? I watch the show with my wife, you know, of course, because I do the whole show. Like when, when I'm there, she's there every minute and we talk about everything together, but we don't see the show. We see the bonfires. We see what I do. Right. But the drama we might hear about, but we don't see it. And so ever, Robbie and I joke about it, that we sit on the couch and then we're like. Are you oh. like what the actual hell is happening? And this yeah. is my show. Every time, every week. So every she, week. when you go and you're, yeah. and you're filming, she goes with you. hundred percent. I, I try to bring her now that the kids are grown and everything. I try to bring on everything I do uh, because I, I like her. But um, what's funny about but what's funny about Temptation Island and Robbie is that originally it was like when it got rebooted. I'm like I can't I'm not going to Hawaii for a month or five weeks without my wife, so that's got to be in the deal. And they said fine, great. And then I said to Robbie, look, you know, you're this isn't a vacation, but go have fun. I got to work. But the truth is, what has what has happened is that. Um, I need Robbie there because I bounce stuff off yeah. of her. So I do my thing and everybody's like, that's awesome. But Robbie's the only one who really knows me. And quite frankly, half the things I've said, she's the one who taught me. So she's the one who'll call me on my shit or tell me that was really good. Or when it's three in the morning after doing a bonfire and I can't remember what I've said and I wait, lay awake cringing over things I thought I said, she's the one who will wake up and roll over and say, you know, you were good. It was okay. So um, I mean, I, I really have tried to make a point this year to let people know that, you know, a lot of whatever you think might be wise is something that my wife probably jammed down my throat against my will that I'm now <laughs> using. So um, I hated her for it at the time, but now I love her for it. Look, it's like our parents, right? Like, we know everything. You guys are assholes. And then we grow up. We're like, oh, wow, actually, maybe well, pretty smart. You know, I always say this on the show. Oh, I don't always say on the show, but one of the things that I have talked about is that, you know, all all people really want out of somebody else is to be seen and to be heard. And whether it's comfortable or fun or sexy or whatever, I know that Robbie sees me. Um, you know, I know that she sees me. And sometimes she sees me even when I don't really deserve to be seen. So, you know, um, it's not particularly sexy sometimes, but... Um, She's imperative to me. <laughs> when you're doing the bonfires, because you just said, will she be there in the background? Or <laughs> she's like in the hotel room waiting for you to get back? So it's kind of a joke that we have, but no, she's there. And they, you know, the production, our production is like a family. Yeah. Like sure. our executive producer has a vibe and it goes all the way down the chain. So Robbie actually sits in the control room um, in the back. And she's quiet. She's like just kind of observing. But it used to be that she would kind of go with me and not be able to see anything. And then she would sit with the makeup and hair like the glam squad in beach chairs by the bonfire. But it would be hard to hear. And then they said, hey, if you want to watch from in here, you can. So I kind of dig it now. I mean, I originally I was like, Robbie, this is not cool. You can't be that person because and I joked, I said, and I wasn't even joking. I said, because typically when TV shows are being hosted the the producers even though they love you can talk shit about you in the booth because right because you're the talent and i said i don't want you to be in the way of them talking shit about me <laughs> if they need to. but you know and then she but, started talking more shit than the producer <laughs> never never i've never had a fan like hers but but the our executive producer and our entire crew it's 
we're all family. Okay. So they welcome her in there and she's respectful of their work and, and all of that, but she knows a lot. And so um, I kind of like in between bonfires, like I'll shoot the girls and then there's a break and then the boys or vice versa. I'll check in with her. And, and sometimes I'm in an emotional state and she can kind of get me back to center or whatever. So, I mean, it, it started as I'm going to go do this gig and you should get to come to Hawaii. And now it's kind of grown into quite honestly, I don't know how I'd do it if I didn't have her as my kind of Lieutenant assistant, you know, assistant demeans it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's your partner in crime. She's yeah. here, like, she's, yeah. you know, steering you and, and getting the ship, right. Like you said, those things are freaking emotional. They can I, be. They I certainly mean, are for me. When you are talking and it's the four women or the four guys, can you tell I'm like hot off of this again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I am fired up. So, and I've had no caffeine today, Mark, by the way. Can well, you imagine I'm two me cups with in, caffeine so I'm with or you. tequila? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a delicate balance. <laughs> it's all lunaticness. So when you are like, look at this clip, do you know the clip they're going to see? This is one of the beauties of the show, at least from my experience, is that I have, like I said, my executive producer, Trafari, she and I joke that we share a brain, but hers is, is probably bigger than mine. And her entire production staff that produces the show, they go an extra mile. So they're going to give you a reality show that's all the mess and all the stuff you want, but they're going to hold to as best they can, keeping it authentic and right. with the heart. So um, one of the beauties of the show is this freedom and support. So I, I guess what I'm saying is it used to be that I'd have a briefing, like we talk about it. I still never in all the years, even in the original, I never looked at clips before they saw them. I want to see them with them. I don't want to tell you anything. You want to feel it. Well, I... You know, to me, knowing ahead of time doesn't do anything except have me project something on them. Right. So um, and now because we've got a rhythm, you know, I've got an earpiece. So uh, if I'm in trouble, Trafari can jump in and say, hey, ask this or something. And and I'm not going to say that she doesn't do that. Right, but but really, like our briefings now are because she's so busy and I'm waiting. She'll literally walk by and we'll kind of make eye contact. She says, you good? I'm yeah. like, I'm good. I'm like, you good? She's like, good. She says, I got you. I'm like, I got you. And then we go. And so I like to, it, it's a, I guess, a riskier thing for some talent, you know, or some hosts, but for me, it's the only way I know how to do it. So for me, I like to go in and just say, Hey, I don't really need to know much uh, other than the general idea of where the backstory of where people are and in, in, in what's going on. I don't need to see the clips before they see them. We can experience it together. And then I'm going to ask you, what did you see? And we'll have a conversation. And and we really, you know, the truth is we do this every day in real life. Yeah, Why right. shouldn't we do it on TV? No. So I like doing it that way. And it's very rare that you have a production company, executive producers, David Goldberg and, and Trafari White and all the people that say, okay, Mark, we got you. Go do your thing. And we so, got you. You are the heart. I mean, you're, mm -hmm. no, no, no. Because you sit there and you're so like, I mean, you're sitting there and the guy, the woman's like, I would have you know, gone down on him. And you're yes. like, listen, I wish you'd have said it that delicately. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. I'm like, Oh my God, this boy's going to hear this. But like you are, you bring like, it's almost heart, but slash counselor in a way. Do you, feel you know, like there are a lot of phrases that get thrown around, around that. And here's my take on all of that is that 
first of all, everyone's chosen behavior around sexuality and relationship, they get to have without judgment. Right. Because the days of my generation shaming people for their sexual um, appetite or lack of or whatever, uh, I've learned from Gen Z and millennials now that that's just, that doesn't have a place here. Right. Um, and so that stuff, like like no judgment, that stuff is what my seat is about. Like, just let's just talk it out and figure out what's for you. Um, as far as like the counseling and stuff like that, it was never the intention, but it's kind of guess who I am. So what happened was I did get the freedom to go off script, like go where it goes. And it was never my intention to offer counseling. I'm just older and I've been married a long time and I've been in a relationship a long time. I've right. raised kids. I've got some life experience that these people... Most of them, some of them do. Some of them have a life experience I don't have, but I'm just sharing like yeah. I would with any friend who comes and sits around where I'm sitting right now in my kitchen and have a conversation. So, and I say to them off camera and sometimes on camera, look, I'm a game show host. You know, this advice is worth what you paid for it. If it works for you, cool, but don't like, you know, there's no letters after my name. So be, be clear. So I do my best to assert that all the time that I'm kind of, a brother uncle vibe and uh and you know i've developed this ability to feel other people i guess a little deeper than maybe some people do and um i always joke that gen z likes to call it being an empath which sounds really awesome i love that i call it chronically codependent <laughs> but uh basically the same thing no but like for real because you see i mean you know the audience you've been in this game a long time you've been a host a long time you've watched a million tv shows and especially with reality people spot bullshit a mile away right that's so astute i say that to the cast i'm like there's only there's only this is one of the things i i've been kind of trying to write and talk about as a guy my age, being a student of the youngest generation, this Gen Z and beyond. And what I've really learned from them is they don't really, they're not hung up on gender, race, uh, sex, ageism, none of that. I mean, all of that is was in their culture at birth. So they've had to kind of crunch that non-judgment thing. The only thing they care about is what you said. Are you full of shit or are you not full of totally. shit? And that's really all that matters. And so I've, I've been a student of that from this younger younger generation of people that i really relate to so that comes through like when i'm watching i'm like you are you're it's just everything it's not just people can spew bullshit all the time right you've been around hosts actors the entertainment world like come on except i like to look at it this way <laughs> i like to look at it as you're full, so full of shit but i like to relate it to to my journey in my life as well I've been full of shit and I'm full of shit in certain areas right as we speak today. So rather than going, you're so full of shit, that, that makes it sound like Christopher or great or one of these guys is trying to pull off a hustle. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what if it's just their understanding so far? And I hope. Right. right. What if it's just that's that's they haven't. Look, I always say like when you're in middle school, you say I'm in love. And then when you're in high school, you realize that wasn't love. This is love. And then in college, you're like, that wasn't love. This is love. And then, you know, so I think that bullshit thing is the same thing that you, you really believe in what you're saying, 
until somebody holds the mirror up in front of you and goes, whoa, that's not really authentic. Oh. And there's a new level. And it sometimes takes pain and, and experience to bring you to that new level. And uh, literally, I've been grappling with that all week. You know, my, my wife and I have this conversation incessantly, right? In hopes that, you know, the parts where I'm still full of shit, I can be less full of shit. And she'll call you. Well, we After call each other out. I know. Painfully and bloodily, but we do it a lot. But you know what? Without that, without that, the hard stuff, like, then you're not moving. You're not growing. You're not building. Like you said, well, like these people. I've talked about it on the show too. I'm like, uh, be careful of comfortable. You know, comfortable is, you know. Dangerous. You sit in your lazy boy until you die. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And then, you know, you you have conversations with your significant other that doesn't matter. And then it's over. So, you, you know, what's crazy. So I'm sitting here and I'm watching the show and I remember watching Steve. I remember I was like from the get watching Temptation Island. OG day. OG, like what? 2000 and freaking one, one, two, three. Yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted to be on it because I was in a shit relationship and I was like, I want to bring this douche on and just like make everyone see what an <laughs> asshole is. That was like, also, I wanted to be your co-host, but it was more because I wanted to show everybody what a douche I was dating and then find some like hot stud, right? And make out with them in front of the douche. But I remember watching and I was like, you started... I'm brutally honest here. I know if you can't tell. Uh, poor Josh, this poor guy. I mean, like you say with, with I mean, this guy has to deal with a lot with me. Um, he gets to. He, he, yeah, he gets to. I'm using that today. <laughs> Do you know how lucky you are to get to deal with this every day? But you like know, you're It doing takes a special man to live with the women that we live with. <laughs> we, we chose on a higher road. So, My wife's mouth to me, a brave man. <laughs> she's I go to Josh every day. Dun, dun. Like, here are your balls. And I got him, dude. And he's like, God, I hate you. And I love you so much. So you're doing freaking like antique roadshow. And Temptation <laughs> Island is coming to you. What are both of you? You're going to some sexy place. It's like. Are they going to cheat these couples, these sexy, like hot, naked, almost naked? What are you thinking? Are you like, this is dope? I don't know. This is. Well, you got to remember, I did Temptation Island before Antiques Roadshow. Oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, because you had the break. So I did Temptation Island and then I did Moment of Truth. I think I did Moment of Truth while I was doing Roadshow. Roadshow was the one that I was like, what am I doing? Like I got a call saying they want to meet you for Antiques Roadshow. I said, "Are you sure? Are you sure it was me?" <laughs> and I literally tell the story that I met with uh, the executive producer Marsha, and the first question out of her mouth was, "Why do you think you'd be a good host for Antiques Roadshow?" And I said, "I have no idea. Uh, you call me. I think it's a ridiculous idea." Did you say that? I, I did. And then I had to take a breath and get get real. Yeah. I said, "Look, the way I see it, since we're having this lunch." is that you've got all the greatest experts on the in the world on this show. And I'm not an expert, but I'm more like your audience. I'm willing to ask the dumb question. I'm willing to be the guy who doesn't know anything. And if that works for you, it's, I'm down. Now, what, it, what I find interesting or what is the lesson for me that I try to pass on to others when asked um, 
is how can you be the host of that show, which is one of the most respected conservative shows there is, and then also host one of the craziest shows on TV and not have your audience go, who is this dude? And the answer is, I have to be me in both situations in a way that isn't full of shit. You don't spot the bullshit. Like, you're real anywhere you get it. Well, I try. I mean, it's an effort. I mean, I look, <laughs> this is becoming far more about me than I thought it would be. So, uh, but... Of course it has to be about you and the show and everything that you've done. You've done amazing What gets triggery is um, your real person doesn't need to eat. He wants to give. But your ego person is hungry, right? And so I got to be careful about feeding my ego because all this stuff feels great. And I walk around going, yeah, I'm the fucking shit. Everybody thinks I'm great. But I... But I gotta separate one is one is nourishment and one is an addiction. And so that ego is not particularly great for me, right? <laughs> so um uh and that's why you know I try to stay in relationship with people who can check me before I wreck me. Well, in 30 years, you're you know, you're next. Hold on, to... I gotta flip off my wife right now. Hold on, she's making faces by the camera. <laughs> and I want literally I love flip her. her off for that one. I feel like greatest. she and I would get along very, very well. Yeah, she's um, she doesn't do casual. She's a full contact person. You're either 100% down or 100% out. Hey, There's listen. no casual like, oh, let's go have lunch and talk about nothing. She's like, not down, not her thing. Let's get so. to the meat. Let's like temptation. Let's get to the meat of it. Let's just see it all. Let's take it all off. <laughs> By the bonfire, yeah. <laughs> like. Oh, you you don't even know. Like I've had to I've had to wrestle her. Like we'll finish a bonfire, and this is a couple seasons ago, and I've I don't want to say who or what, but something went down, and the girl was in a relationship that Robbie really felt was not right for her, and we were getting towards the end of the final bonfire time, and as soon as the bonfires are over, I'm done. But the cast usually goes and does interviews, right? So those are set up all over the island. These little testimonial nice interview areas. interviews and robbie goes i have to go talk to her i'm like you can't talk to her <laughs> this is the cast there's a separation we're not allowed to do that that's just not something we can do and i go and change clothes and i come back out and i'm like where is robbie not only is she talking to her the camera guy who's our friend is in on it too and puts his lens cap over the camera and Robbie's exchanging phone numbers and like, if you need me, <laughs> so <laughs> note that what you see of me like is supported in this ridiculous, like blurred line way with, um, with this chick. She's your new EP. Huh? She's no, your yeah, new well, EP. Don't, don't even start Does planning. Does she get a cut for this? Robbie, I hope you're hearing yeah, this right she now. She doesn't get a cut. She gets all of it. <laughs> what are you talking about? She doesn't get a Fire cut. Agent, it's my Robbie. entire salary. <laughs> you need to renegotiate these deals. I know a good agent if you need one. Yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> do, Josh. Yeah. This, this is the worst him. podcast ever now. <laughs> okay, I want to meet Josh. <laughs> Robbie. Oh, no. I love you, Robbie. Oh, thank you. Oh, she my come God. around here because she just came from a, a, 
a workout thing so she doesn't <laughs> it's a worst ready. podcast ever. <laughs> oh god allison's on it too allison's like oh sorry mark has to go uh brush Did his she? Teeth. <laughs> is she trying to get me out <laughs> you get probably you're fine <laughs> sorry allison this is this amazing i'm like I just, you've been around for so long doing so many dope things. And then to see Temptation Island come back and you're back. Well, and it, it just feels different though. And I feel like it's you. You are bringing this, like, I, I don't know. Even when you sit down and these couples are like holding hands and they're saying kind of their spiel that maybe they're supposed to say, like, we don't know if we trust each other. We got to work this out. You're still like, Let's just break it down and let's get to. Look, it's like this. There's a TV show. And there are 170 people that work on this TV show and depend on it being good. And who I am as a person is not somebody who wants. Actually, what's really interesting is I hate confrontation. I hate things uncomfortable. And yet I'm forced to host this. So the only way I know how to do it is like, I can't, I can only invest. And like I tell them, I'm buying, I'm buying what I'm selling. Yeah. So often the cast and everything, they may not be taking it as deeply as I take it, but literally the show ends and I've got five seasons now and I am available and in touch with whoever still wants to be in touch with me, you know, who are on the show more than I should. As a matter of fact, they're kind of like, yeah, okay, that was then. We're not, that's yeah. not a thing. And I'm like, well, I'm still here. And I saw you posted something and I'm really worried, you know, that kind of oh, stuff. Man. So the only way I know how to do this is full out. Like that's the only way I know how to do it is like, okay, we want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. And I have to trust that Trafari and Dave Goldberg and the people who run this show are going to edit it to make me not look, you know, as crazy as I may actually be and that the stuff that matters gets on the show. And, you know, we'll talk for, if we do a bonfire, that's all night, you know, you'll see six minutes, but I'm talking to each person for 40 minutes. Oh my you know? God. That long at last. Well, it, sometimes, sometimes yeah, 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 totally. because it's not scripted. It's not like, okay, ask this question. She's going to give you this right. answer and then you're going to move on. Sometimes it takes us a long time to dig and find and we're exploring together. It's like that whole thing with Paris about her oh. dad. I didn't expect that. And I and I'm very I was concerned. I didn't want to misspeak. And what I what I was just sharing with her is like, look, your dad did I wasn't get, making excuses for her father. I'm saying we can't control what our parents do. Totally. We can forgive them generally, and we cannot necessarily have to be them. Yeah. You know, so but it takes a second to find, you know, it takes a second. And luckily I've got a crew and a staff that are willing to invest the energy and time to let it breathe a little bit to get the stuff that really matters as opposed to what a lot of shows do, which is like, say the one line, let's get moving right. on, you know? And so, ear. yeah. So when the show came back, I was like, you know, I can't imagine they're going to hire me back. I'm not the demo. I, I you know, I'm sure they're going to get some 28 year old, you know, music star or something. And, uh, but they said, no. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, I think it was interesting because I have my way of doing stuff that was sort of OG mm -hmm. and oh. reality has grown since the, I've done reality TV has changed. So I think there was a little bit of a shock and he was like, 
like productions like looking at me going what like where's the cards like where are the yeah. notes yeah and i'm like well, that doesn't work that way so, you know baby so you, you, bye, bye babe i love you i love you <laughs> <laughs> she says she loves you too i love you more i don't know where you're going okay I'll have be- josh contact you hon don't yeah. worry. I'm you, already having his. Josh is going to sign you. So you, you've got an agent. Yeah. Do and then see? she'll go to some island and not bring me. <laughs> I Bye know. Back. Were you ever thinking like, oh my God, what if this were, this were my marriage? It wouldn't be. That's not how we operate. Because and- if, if things are not, if, if, if we've got a problem, um, we have to talk it out. And scream it out and yell it out. I mean, it's like, don't think it's all cushy here. Like we get, you know, I try to explain this to people sometimes that there's a freedom that comes when you make a a commitment that, look, there's no option, which is either one of you leaves. Okay. That's just, just, and I know this because in life, shit shows up. And in that moment of panic, you know, you realize that whether you love or like or lust after the person you live with, you need them. Like, okay, so let's just get past that. I'm not going to really live much more than a month and a half. If we are, if I got to be on my own, like if it's just me, I'm going to be dead. Like I'm going to just do bad behavior and die soon. So when you get to the point where you know in relationship that you need one another, even when it's not sexy, then that allows you to make the commitment that neither one's going to leave, which allows you to go to places that if you were concerned, you would, you would pull your punch. Holy. So sometimes Robbie says stuff on the top of the dome that is really hurtful. And I do the same thing, passive aggressive, whatever it is off the top of my dome, wherever I am, that's really, really hurtful. And okay. So there's some blood and, and guts there. But neither one of us leaves, so then we got to fucking deal with it. Holy. Right? And so my, assuming we don't break that pact this month, we hit 36 years in August. Oh. So, yeah, so. Mark, that yeah. is insane. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good word to describe it. You know, like I said, we, and the other thing too, that's really difficult for a lot of the people on the show is that. When you look, we got married. I walked down the aisle. I wasn't even 25 yet. And I had, I was unemployed with no degree. Okay. So I had no clue or plan. Now, I don't advise that. But what I can tell you is that every single thing you see in my life is a we thing. It's not a my thing or a her thing because we had, we didn't have shit. Yeah. Right. So there's some beauty in that. Right. So as I've had successes and failures, far more failures than I care to mention. But when I've had these great successes, there are moments when I had a talk show in 95 where supermodels would have married me, right? And then in eight months later, they would have broken up with me when the show got canceled and I was filing for bankruptcy, right? So our relationship, I know, is real because there was no payoff for her. (laughs) You know what I mean? I love that. So I always tell people like, you know, it is a little bit of a dad joke, but I would say a lot of people say, I want to get my shit together before I commit. I'm like, commit and then get your shit together. <laughs> totally. Right. Totally. So that it's, it's a we thing as opposed to your thing and her thing. That's, anyway. 
I love that. I, no, it is. We were just talking about it last night, actually, Josh and I. And it was like something about I. And he's like, it's not I. It's we, us. We're a team. Like, we're the best team. And in a good team, it allows people to be an individual as well. Totally. Right? So you get to have I and he gets to have him. But I'm just saying if you're dividing assets and it's like that kind of thing, it's just really you're leaving the door open to divide. And, uh, you know, I, I always joke that, you know, Robbie and I are a lot of times we're together because we make just enough money to live comfortably together, but we would be fucked if we broke up. <laughs> right. So that kind of has gotten us through some dark times. That kind of keeps us going a little more. Too. <laughs> Do you feel though, like you're right now, when you go and you're doing temptation Island right now that you, you, you look at this, you watch it and you're like, I feel like I'm a really good host. Oh, wow. I can't believe you asked me that. There are moments where I'm like, well, first of all, let me just say it this way. The stuff I do, the bonfire stuff, I literally have to watch it to remember what I said. Like, yeah. I don't, Robbie says, you're kind of like, it's an out-of-body thing for you. You're kind of in it. And then you come out and say, and I say to her, did I say anything that was good? And then she said, oh, you did this, you did that, you did that. And then at night, about three hours later, all I can think of are the cringe moments, right? Which I can remember perfectly, <laughs> right? So the answer is, if I were going to be, if I'm going to practice what I preach and be real, is that sometimes I see the show and go, wow, that was pretty pretty good. Um, but most of the time, it's painful to watch for me. Really? Uh, well, Yeah. I don't, because of you or because of like they're saying I just went I would go down on this guy if cameras weren't around. Um well the 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 party scenes and all the reality stuff, that's just cringy to me. So it's difficult to watch. It's like <laughs> just it's just hard. But in the bonfire stuff, it's difficult for me because um when it gets edited down, right? It's sound bite, sound bite, sound bite, yeah. sound, and it seems really rough and tumble when in fact it was much more. A um, a deep um tender yeah and so and then there are times where i'll say things because nothing's planned and then it airs i'm like you know that was a little aggressive and maybe that wasn't taken into consideration everything and and i start to have some feelings about that so i mean look truthfully i think i'm good at the job i think i'm a good tv host I'm going to say that out loud. I have to say it for me. My therapist says I have to say that. Um, uh, I think that I could be better at compartmentalizing and blur and not having such blurry lines of, of, of it, but I don't know how to do it any other way. So I'm willing to take the risk. And so whatever pain that comes with that and, and misspoken moments or, or possibility of, of, you know, the audience disagreeing with my take on stuff. Um, I'm willing to take that gamble to, experiment with letting it being real and raw Holy so i don't know how to answer that i i'm grateful to have the job and i hope it continues because i i've never had a job even though the the package doesn't look like what i would have told you it would have looked like i've never had a job that feels so real and so emotionally intelligent and kind of evolves you know and i always tell people be careful, you know, when you're looking at your goals and stuff, it's like, it never really shows up in the package you think. I said, look at Temptation Island. It looks like porn and feels like Oprah. So you got to kind of, <laughs> you know, realize that, you know, the universe is going to put you where you're supposed to bloom, I guess. Um, 
feels like a bottom. I'm like, resenting oh, having said it already. <laughs> that is a shredding episode. Yeah. No, but you know what? I feel like I didn't ask you that to be like, I am so good, but I feel like, and I played sports my whole life. And I feel like there's a difference between being confident and being cocky. And like you said, there's the ego. Well, cocky is ego going. I hope that you don't see that I'm scared to death. Right. And But it really comes down to a philosophy in life that I work on, which is the best version of me is when I'm in service. Like when I'm not in service to others, I start thinking about me. And then once that happens, you know, it's not good. So that's how, you know, that's sort of how I try to keep my ego in check and kind of get to the real thing is that whenever I'm in doubt, whenever I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, it's best for me to kind of do something that's about something other than me. And then I kind of get back to center and I can be a little bit happier. And and um, and consequently, the people around me are a little happier too. Well, and you have to know too, that like you said, Temptation Island was off for a, a long time. And you're thinking in my mind, why wouldn't some 28 year old like Harry Styles be hosting this? There has to be a reason be when great. you break it down. Harry Styles they, would be great though. That they brought you back though. Listen, Harry I don't Styles question how things go. Bonfire and saying what you're saying. Look, I've long stopped questioning how things go down. And I've also stopped trying to plan how I'd like things to go down. And, and because I don't have the energy for it and it's been less than successful for me in my life. So I always say that, you know, you guys can plan all you want. I'm going to just ride whatever wave is going. And if I just keep saying yes and yes. And it, like I said, if I can keep flipping the script to being of service, right. It, it usually puts me where I'm supposed to be. And more importantly, the less energy I spend resisting what is and trying to make it something that it isn't the better I am for everybody. So, I mean, this has turned into, an obnoxiously spiritual heady <laughs> conversation that I didn't mean, you know, don't think that I don't want the show to be entertaining on all levels. And I, it is. that it is, I'm just really grateful to still be doing it. I like, I like, I, I'm not a fan of reality TV particularly, but I can be a fan of this one because I know how and where we're coming from. Holy. Right. And I got to tell you that this is one of the most bizarre of all of the concepts is this is like, that's you crazy. It's insane. But it's every insane. episode, every season seems to have some answers for people. And the feedback I get is that sometimes showing the extreme is relatable to those in the trenches, us in the trenches, just trying to figure out life. And so that, and by the way, having Instagram and Twitter and all that, being able to actually have a conversation with the people who are watching the show. Right. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Sidepiece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W, at Sidepiece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.